0: Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. Tomorrow is April Fool's Day, and I just thought you know I'd like to have some fun with that and think about our hobby. And I've entitled this "ductio ad absurdum," which reducing things toward an unreasonable, ridiculous, or absurd level. So it's actually a way that sometimes people brainstorm. They think of something crazy, and then they back it up to something that might be more achievable. But you start with something that's borderline insane. But first, let me thank the sponsors. I do thank the sponsors and they are not absurd. Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, com, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, Huggins & Scott Auctions, Upper Deck, Panini, and Tops, not just an April Fool's, but anytime when you're trying to figure out some new approaches, new things, you push it way out there and then sometimes you can bring it back. So I'm going to do that. Now, the title of the episode, this reduction, you can see it's basically Latin. If you are not study Latin like I did, which I took Latin when I was in high school, and it's very helpful for understanding Harry Potter, J.K. Rowling barred from Latin in some of the spells and some of the ways, places and things were described. So um, it's useful. Latin is a dead language, which means there's nothing new happening to Latin. It's not really a spoken language. It's a written language and it's great for vocabulary. I was a natural for that when I was in school. I did great in Latin. And in fact, here's something I could say that I'll be truthful, but some of you know, I played a lot of tennis in high school and I won state. Okay, now that would be implying that I won state in tennis. Actually, I got to the regionals in tennis, but I never won state. But I did win state in Latin. They had a Latin grammar contest here in Texas, and I actually won. And again, it's just the way my brain works. If there's a body of knowledge to know, I can learn that knowledge and I can regurgitate it. Certainly when I was 10 years old, I could do that. So did not win state in tennis, but I played a lot of tennis and I don't feel like I studied Latin very much. It just came easy to me. That's related to price guides in some way is that a large body of knowledge for me to comprehend, consume and be able to repeat is how my brain works. Okay. My brain does not work in terms of the reductio ad absurdum, except I'm going to put my good brain on hold for just a few minutes and talk about some crazy ideas that are taken to absurd. Okay. I have been selling cards on eBay and I put them in, let's say 800 count boxes. Now you would assume an 800 count box holds 800 cards. Well, it does. It holds 800 cards that are of standard thickness. But if you have gaming cards, TCGs and things like that, there's a lot more than 800 you can get in there. And if you have modern cards, thicker cards, you can't even get close to 800. So the absurd thing is, what if, and again, I think the manufacturers are moving more, at least in the sports, toward thicker cards. But if they went thinner, how thin could they go? Now, a sheet of copy paper is like four point, you know, four points. It's A thousand points are an inch. What if they went big? A thousand point card would be an inch thick. Now think about how that would be printed, how it'd be wrapped, how it'd be laminated, how it'd be graded. Could you have top loaders or card savers or nine pocket sheets? Again, it'd be a nightmare if the card companies kept creeping up in the thickness and already they're pretty thick on some of these uh, booklet cards and things like that, but if you go on the small side. What if there were one-point cards? Now that's thinner than a sheet of paper. You might be able to do some really interesting treatments there. They'd probably be very fragile. You might do it on a plasticky acrylic kind of a thing, different inks, different stock. But if it's printable and it wouldn't be thick, you could go extra, extra thin. I'm not in favor of that. But I just think we never talk about how when card companies are determining how to produce these sets, how it's factored in, in terms of the thickness of the card. I think it depends on the card stock and what you're trying to do with the cards. Okay. So that thickness and thinness of cards toward absurdity. Okay. What's the absurd for autograph cards? I think the absurd lower limit is for an autographer. Uh, a celebrity, a star player, who does not know cursive, to reduce his, and it could be her, but anybody that's asked to autograph, non-sport, sport, whatever, the minimal, absurd, lower limit is to reduce that autograph to a dot. I put my dot, just like in the old days in the movies, you'd see if somebody couldn't write, they'd put an X, and somebody witnessed that he put that X. What if you just put a dot? Well, That would really take the fun out of autograph collecting. That's not a nickname and not even a scribble, just a dot. You just put your dot there. And again, that doesn't seem fair. Again, reduced to absurdity. Okay, next. Crazy idea. What if you were to buy the Aaron Judge baseball, the home run record ball? What if you were to buy that? And what you would do is you wouldn't cut it up. You wouldn't give it to the Hall of Fame. You would zest it. For those of you who are cooks, you would just gently zest it and you would sell the zest of the record-breaking home run ball. In fact, you could almost zest it in a way you could barely even see that there'd be some zesting being done, which is just kind of scraping a little bit and you can mount it on a card. And here's some zest from the actual ball. Again, absurd, absurd. Okay. Same thing with uniforms and game used. You could get it down to a thread. You used to have, this is a thread from a uniform that Babe Ruth wore. Again, this is so absurd, it would upset people and would mess up the whole concept. Same thing with some grain of sand or infield dirt that was stuck in the cleat of Cal Ripken when he broke Lou Gehrig's record. Okay. It's just one grain of infield dirt. Again, witnessed, attested all that stuff. But it's just so absurd, would not be attractive, it'd be an interesting story, but I think people would think, you're pulling my leg. Now, what I understand, I think, is that on eBay, you're not allowed to sell bodily stuff. So I don't think you can sell a hair clipping of an eyebrow from somebody. Um, But just like the zesting of a ball, you could take a bat, record-breaking bat, an old bat, And rather than slicing it longitudinally or latitudinally, whatever, you could just sawdust it. And this is genuine sawdust from the bat that Aaron Judge used to break the record. Again, crazy reduction to the absurd. Okay. What about going to a card show? The reduction, well, actually going the other way, somebody ought to do this. Make a world record card show for the most tables. You know, six-foot tables, I bet somebody could get 3,000 tables in Chicago. They're not doing it that way because they're filling up the room with booths and they're filling up the room with corporate sponsors, but this could be for Kyle Robertson. I'm going to have six-foot tables and I'm going to see if I can break the record, which the record is probably 1,200 dealers or something like that at a show uh, with booths, 1,500 maybe. But go to 2,000 or 3,000, Guinness Rural roll records. Now the booths might be smaller or the tables might be smaller. Um, but to maximize it to an absurd level, so much that you really couldn't get around. I mean, I can barely get around to all the booths at the national as it is. If you doubled or tripled that, that I think that would be crazy. On the other side, the minimum card show reduced to the minimum of one table. I've been to shows like that. I'm aware of shows like that because people were gaming our system in our Beckett Walkart monthly calendar, where we had a show calendar. They would turn in. Uh, 20 table show uh, in a certain town on a certain day or weekend. And we actually would send somebody there if they were in the town anyway, and check it out as our correspondents and staff members did. And they find out, yeah, there's 20 tables, but it's just one dealer. Well, what if you just had one dealer with one table? Would that really be a show? I don't think that'd be called a show. In fact, I don't know what that would be. I think it'd be kind of a ripoff. <laughs> what if you charge admission? It's behind the door. You pay five bucks to get in and you and there's one table that'd be like by Twilight Sun. Okay. Let's reduce a card shop to the absurd. What's the smallest you could imagine a card shop? I could imagine a card shop that was, let's say 36 square feet. Basically, you've got a six foot table that's two or three feet wide. You get three foot behind it and you've got some floor space. You've got some showcases on top. You've got some stuff in the back on the floor, you stacked up there, so you could have some amount of stuff there. Um, It'd be like a little kiosk that you'd be renting like Mike Summer does of renting a shop within a shop. You just lock up your little kiosk, your little six by six booth. Okay, what's the reduced to absurd card product? How about one card per pack, per box, per case? (laughs) Actually, you could go beyond that and one card per pack, per box, per case. And that's it. There's only one card. That wouldn't work because you would know what the card is. Be, and so it'd just be one card. So you'd have to have a bunch of cases. And maybe just everything is a one of one. And you have 100 one of ones. So you have 100 cases. It's probably pretty expensive. And they're all autographed, game used, patch, you know, just great looking cards. But to me, that's pushing it too far. Lastly, and this is not intended just for my friends at Panini, but pushing it toward the absurd is that why stop with 75 parallels that are different colors, different names, different textures. I can imagine a printing technology that's pretty easy to contemplate that wouldn't be that much more expensive. If you weren't numbering them, you could have almost all the Pantone colors of the complete rainbow of every shade. Now, it'd be terrible to try to figure out if some were more scarce than others, but would you really want to collect your pc guy in every conceivable color you know of which there are for sake of example let's just say there's a thousand pantone colors you could have a thousand different ones and you'd have the little pantone book or you'd take a picture of it and it would tell you what your color is I think it'd be very expensive to do if you, everything was serial numbered but it's really just running threads through a printer and then changing the the configuration of the inks which I, I think that's kind of interesting. So, what if you had a thousand parallels for your favorite player and they weren't numbered and maybe they weren't even that hard? Just, you know, instead of collecting an 800 card set like in the old days, 792 or something, you'd have 792 different colors of a player and you'd try to get them and they'd all look a little bit different. Some of the colors that match, uh, obviously the exact match of the player's uniform or something in the background would be cool. So again, this is my April Fruels episode, just to get absurd. And uh, hopefully you find some uh, sports card insights in there. I'll tell you what, Fanatics is trying to grow the industry. Obviously Panini wants to do the same, Upper Deck wants to do the same, Leaf wants to do the same. And so they've got to push the envelope. So I hope they don't push the envelope in the ways I was saying today. But who knows? Maybe some of these ideas will allow somebody to think, well, that's stupid, but here's another way to do something that would get some minds. So the whole idea of growing the industry, is it has to be newsworthy. We've got to break into the national news cycle of things that are innovative, but I'm being absurd today. So happy April Fool's Day, everybody, tomorrow, and I'll be back again after the weekend with another episode. The man in the house the